Samuel. Thank you, music team. Uh, beautiful music this morning. And it's so exciting. That's part of the best part about Easter, I think, is listening to the music. And unfortunately, now you get to hear the sermon. But um, we are um, going to wake up in a minute, too. And uh, I'm counting on that. He is alive. He is risen. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit. And the title of the sermon you've probably seen is, Why Do You Seek the Living Amongst the Dead? Or Why Are You Looking for the Living Among the Dead? We're in Luke chapter 24. Luke 24, beginning in verse 1. If you, those of you are able to stand as we read God's word. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But they, when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and, and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. Death is scary. Most people fear it more than anything. It's one of the things that people just dread. We don't like to talk about it. We don't want to worry about it. You know, we, it's one of those, push it to the back. You know, you know, as we get older, we're supposed to make all these preparations for when we die and get everything ready at the funeral homes and all that stuff. And most of us try to push it off. And, and unfortunately, more people push it off so much that they, they're nothing's done and it's not prepared for it. We don't like to talk about it. When a terrorism act or some kind of tragedy comes, we talk about it a little bit, but we just push it away. So here we have these ladies that had to wait until the actual day um, after Sabbath, they were going to go to prepare the body, to embalm the body. They had the spices ready. They were worried, you know, in other versions, uh, other um, gospels, it talks about how we're going to get the stone away, what's going to happen, how this. One of their problems was immediately solved. They got there and the stone was rolled away. Well, then there's another problem. Where's the body? It's not there. They're out there looking, going, what's going on now? And then these two men, gleaming bright lightning, angels, say, look at them like, you silly women, what are you doing here? Basically said, what, what are you looking for? The, what are you looking for a living person under the dead? You know, they're going, we're not looking for a living person among the dead. We, they thought they were coming to find a dead person. They didn't understand. You see, death is defeat. The buzzer sounded. The game's over. Everything's done. There's no more chances, no more opportunities, no more life, no more relationships. They thought it was over. But it wasn't. 
So many of us try to snatch defeat from the hands of a victory. Don't we? We have a risen Savior. We serve a risen... You all get that? If we serve a risen Savior, why do we lead these defeated lives? Why do we mope around and wring our hands and wonder what's going on? We still are looking at the grave. We continuously look at the grave and where, and that seems to be where we are. We still lived on Friday. As the preacher said, but Sunday is coming. You know, Sunday is here. We are here for the risen Sunday. Death is final. I mean, after that, we don't know what goes on after that. Now, we Christians know we have some opportunities afterwards. But here on earth, you look around, death is it. That's done. Yeah, gone, done. It's over. The women worried about opening the grave. They had no joy. They were worried about this. They had no earthly idea what they were fixing to understand. <laughs> we get told so many times great news, miraculous things, opportunities that arise, and we have no idea, they don't let it sink in, that this is really God working in our lives. God was working in their lives. It, but death had stopped them in their tracks. Been there? We've all been there. Stopped in our tracks. We can't move, paralyzed. We just sit there. I don't know what to do. How am I going to handle this? What's next? It consumes us. It weighs us down and gives us nowhere to go. So why do we continuously look for the living amongst the dead? You know what I mean. Past mistakes, past failures, defeated lives, old opportunities gone. Come on, we all have those things in our past, those things that haunt us, those things that hover over us and slow us down and make us think, we drudge it all up and try to live on and try to raise them from the dead. They're dead. They're gone. They're over. Put them away. We keep thinking that there is no way to keep going and we live our defeated lives because we can't see the living for the dead. We forget to look at where we are because we are so stuck in where we were and how we screwed up before. You know, we've all, anybody here not ever messed up? My guess is probably not, because we've all messed up somewhere or another. And when we do, it's hard to get over. And part of the reason it's hard to get over is because we keep bringing it up. I've heard um, people that have gone through divorce. Tough, tough thing. I'm sure everybody in this room has been touched by it. Everybody. Whether it happened to you, whether it happened to somebody you know, whether it happened to family, somebody's been touched by divorce. They say the thing about divorce that's different from a death is the death don't keep coming back. Whereas the divorce, the other keeps coming back. The, the mistakes, the things that happen, all those things keep coming back. And that's what we live in. We live like that because they all keep coming back. We keep letting all this stuff in our lives come back to us when we need to go, wait a minute. It's over. We're moving on. Christ is risen. We are risen, we are risen people. You know that? We are resurrection people. 
We live by the resurrection. We don't live by the death. The death's done. The death's been conquered. Jesus conquered death. Y'all got that? It's done. We don't have to worry about that. We still do. It's scary. We mope around and forget that Jesus Christ is not still in the grave. He did not just die and it was over. If it had been, then there's no salvation. Satan won. It's all over anyway. Guess what? He did what he told us he was going to do. He told them. He told the disciples. He told me all those people knew Jesus said he was going to live. He was going to be three days and he was going to be out. But it didn't dawn on him what he, that he meant it literally as well as spiritually. We get caught up so many times in logistics and the, how, how did this work and what, how did this happen? What happened here and why did it go this way? I had no clue. I, I admit it. I don't know how somebody that's dead comes back to life. I do not understand that. I don't understand how somebody could die for me on the cross. How he could decide to take sin on himself for me. I don't get that. I don't understand it. I can preach about it and tell you it's an awesome thing, which it is. But I don't get it. There's a lot of things in this book that I don't understand. But I understand one thing. Jesus loved me so much he gave himself up for me. He died on that cross and suffered all that agony and that pain for me. He suffered separation from his father because of me. He did all that for me. For me. And then, just to show off, he raised from the dead. For me. Covered us with that love and that salvation. So many times we decide to go like the ladies to the cemetery and, and wallow in the sorrow. But that's not the way it works. He's not in that grave. He defeated death. He defeated the grave. He defeated Satan and sin. He defeated all of those things by what he did Easter Sunday. Our sin is leading us to death. So why are we still looking to sin? Our Savior is alive, defeated it. Why all, we all know the good news of the gospel. We know what this means. We know, I just spilled it out to you. Jesus had to do, had told them what he was going to do. He was going to rise, yet they didn't get it. They couldn't believe it. You know, some things are just too good to be true. The disciples, the ladies went and told him, I saw him. He was alive. No, you didn't really see him. You just thought you did. You silly women, what are you thinking? <laughs> I find it, side note, this isn't in here. I find it interesting that he appeared first to the ladies. Just saying. Isn't it interesting? Our first evangelist were ladies. Oh, there you go. See, I mean, you think about that. We don't think about that, do we? But who was the first to tell of the good news? The ladies went to tell the disciples. Which also tells us we have jobs to do. When we know that he's risen and we find that out and it really dawns on us, <laughs> we need to tell everybody about it. 
this is what this day is really all about. So we don't have to live our lives defeated, rejected, dejected, sad, sorrowful. Oh, what are we going to do? There's war in Europe. We've got all these crazy inflation going on. The stock market's tanking. My retirement's going out the window. What am I going to do? I'm going to serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that he is living. No matter what men may say, I see his hand of mercy. I hear his voice of cheer. And just the time I need him, he's always near. He lives. He lives. Y'all got that? He lives. Salvation to impart. He walks with me. He talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives? He lives within my heart. That's the good news. That's the gospel. That's why we are here today. And we should be excited. We should be knowing and want to tell everyone, guess what? Christ lives. This is not a time of defeat. This is a time of victory. We have victory in Jesus. We could sing that song too. There's all those songs we sing. You all do know I quoted He Lives. We sang it early at some old dark 30 outside. You all missed it. I'm not sure he hears that that early in the morning, but anyway. It's a... But what about you? Where are you today? Does he live in your heart? Does he live in your life? If he doesn't, today's a great day to accept it. What better day than Easter Sunday to accept that Christ died for you? We're going to sing an invitation hymn called I Surrender All, I believe. Making sure I'm on the right one. Yes, I Surrender All. This is your opportunity to say, I surrender all, I'm going to give it all. We have this time now because we're getting ready to take the Lord's Supper right after this. Communion, we call it. Because that's what Jesus did right before, just a little earlier this week. He took the bread and the cup and told them about what was about to happen. They didn't really get it. But you see, today's Sunday. Resurrection Day. So we know how the whole story works now. They didn't have that perspective at the time. By Sunday, they should have gotten it, and they started to. It's our job now to accept him into our lives. If you've never made that decision, we invite you to come. If you would like to unite with this church, this is a great day to start. If you have any other decision, this is your time. We're getting ready to sing. Like I said, I surrender all. Um, will you join with me in prayer? Lord, we come to you now and thank you for your word and your gospel. We thank you, Lord, for what you have taught us. We thank you, Lord, for rising for us and for living in our lives. Lord, if there's someone here today that needs you, we ask you to touch their heart. Let them open their hearts and their minds to you. And we'll give you all the honor and glory. Because, Lord, this is really all about you and about who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is your time.